0: Spits <laughs> on Vinyl, my name is Spencer Streichert I'm an actor, comedian, and one of your hosts
1: uh, My name is Aaron Walsh, I'm also one of your hosts I'm getting comfortable uh, I'm Aaron
0: is getting comfortable, Aaron is also an actor
1: Yes. And that is one of the things of comfortability is being an actor. I have a good future. I'm now soon to be an unemployed
0: actor. (laughs) Soon to be an unemployed actor, which honestly means that you're going to be open to more opportunities as an
1: actor. I'm currently looking for opportunities uh, as an actor (laughs) (laughs) Uh, or just as a regular person. Just uh, any opportunity.
0: Yeah. If, yeah. if there's a crack or opening somewhere, <laughs> Aaron will take it. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking for anything. Uh, if you pay cash money under the table, even better. Even so. better. Uh, but yeah, I will. <laughs> once I'm currently done. My current job, we could talk about it more. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, And until then, though, you were in a car accident recently. Yes. So that's something that we did not talk about on the last episode because it happened the day after. I got rear-ended by two cars on the
1: trail. Uh, But my favorite thing about the whole interaction. um, So the one guy hit me. uh, I mean, it was traffic. I was stopped for about a second and a half. Guy probably wasn't paying attention. He told his car. And then somebody behind him hit him as well. Uh, so, the three-car pileup in the middle of Glenmore Trail, Ooh. about 9.15 in the morning. Oh,
0: no. So, we're standing... Dude, uh, you were probably one of the vehicles that was featured on the traffic helicopter. Oh, probably. <laughs> probably. It's the first time I've been on CBC. Uh, uh, Dude, CBC doesn't have a helicopter. The eye-opener. The eye-opener. Uh, 660. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Whatever the fuck it is. Global news. Yeah.
1: Uh, anyways. So, yeah. We got, got an accident, whatever. So... It's a serious accident. Like, someone was hurt, and, you know... I, you I'm, were hurt. I'm sore, yet, yeah. Yeah. Um, for the record. You <laughs> were the only one, in all honesty, I gave a fuck uh, if uh, you were On the record, I am, I am sore. You are uh, sore. Um, anyways, but, yeah, so we were in the middle lane. Obviously, it's heavy traffic. Um, it's people that, like, start their jobs at 930, which would be nice. Um, anyways... That so, would be nice. So we're waiting for ambulance, police, and fire to come. Uh, and we're we're sitting in the vehicles. Um We all got out quickly. All the cars are moving slow, so it was fairly safe. And some asshole rolls down
0: his window and he goes, get out the fucking road. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Well, you guys are all piled up into each other. Oh, yeah. There's like fucking radiator fluid everywhere.
1: Car parts everywhere. (laughs)
0: Let let me guess. Was this guy driving a pickup truck? Believe it or not. Uh, Yes. Wow. (laughs) Yes. Was this gentleman of the Caucasian variety? Uh.
1: I didn't really get a look at him, but by the sounds of
0: it, he certainly
1: sounded very white. He
0: sounded very white. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing that would have been a gentleman who probably <laughs> voted for the UCP.
1: More than likely. <laughs> yeah, it was.
0: that was actually,
1: it was very funny, though. Like, uh, comedic timing was great. It was about, like, probably three minutes after it happened. <laughs> uh, like, dude's got no sympathy for nobody. Uh, yeah, so there was... <laughs>
0: Like, that was my favorite part about the whole thing. Uh Dude, yeah. and you know that that guy is just pissed off with his life. So yeah. everything that oh, he yeah. sees oh, just yeah. pisses him off oh, more. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, it was fine. I mean, I didn't get it. I didn't do anything wrong, so I wasn't ticketed or anything like that. Um, yeah, you
0: literally did nothing wrong because yeah. you got rerunted twice. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> which if it was a Friday night, that'd be great. <laughs> but yeah, on a, you know, on a uh, Thursday morning. Thursday morning, ideal. not so fun. And it was the worst part is I was driving back from Cochrane, so <laughs> that even adds to it. Yeah, so that was like I was almost at the finish line. Cause that was about
0: like
1: <laughs> forty five minutes into my drive of like a fifty five minute drive, so I was almost
0: back. You're like so close to being in a real city again. Yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. I, I'm good though. I'll be okay. Uh, it's just uh, you know, there's a it's
0: a time of change. I also turned twenty five, so that's Ooh. news as well. Uh, so I'm well. Uh, you know what older. that means. Uh, if you are twenty five, uh, that. Sorry, I just have to move this quickly. Yeah, do your thing. Since you are 25, that means... Are you going to give me birthday bumps? I'm going to give you a birthday <laughs> Ooh! Oh,
1: edit this out, Sam.
0: Yes, Sam.
1: There's no Sam today, there's by there's the Sam, way. Sam, Sam, the tech man today. I guess I probably should have said that <laughs> yeah. earlier. Yeah.
0: Um, I am going to be the one editing it, <laughs> so you know what that means. The song stays in this week, motherfucker. Bum, 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 bum. All right, all right, so... This is uh, this is your birthday song. Are you ready? Yes. All right.
1: That's so in tune. I love it. (laughs) Nice. Good good chord change.
0: (laughs) Happy birthday, happy birthday to Aaron. Happy birthday, happy birthday to Aaron. He is 25, it's Aaron's birthday. He got rear-ended just last Thursday. Aaron is 25 now. And he's gonna wear a wedding gown, hopefully. And then he'll marry Sarah. (laughs) And this is the song of the era. Taylor Swift's song of the era. (laughs) Taylor Swift's song of the era. (laughs) Sounding like Eddie Vedder, but it is Aaron's birthday.
1: <laughs> Sam magically appears and cuts that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Spencer. Yeah, man. Yeah, thank you.
0: It's a, it's a happy birthday too. I appreciate it. I Ugh. feel, I feel good. Yeah. Well, apart from the whole fucking, you know. Wreck. Yeah. But, but that that cured you.
1: I mean, I'm a quarter of a century old, so it's about time my back start hurt, starts hurting. So. Yeah,
0: honestly, and, and right around that time was when it really fucked me. Yeah, nice. So I feel like that is just uh, how it works. I didn't have an existential crisis or anything, though, but I do have a story about that. <laughs>
1: uh, my dad, uh, when he turned 30... He was so stressed out about it, he actually broke out into a full-body rash. Really? Yes, when he turned 30.
0: Wow. So I have that to look forward to. That's actually crazy, because that's the most color your family has ever had. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's
1: true. It's true. Um, you know, they uh, recently they updated our 23andMe. Uh, my dad took a 23andMe. It uh, turns out I'm like, well, I'm not. My dad is 0.5% uh, Ashkenazi Jewish, Ooh. So, uh, that's uh, so that's news, that's the other like
0: 99.05% <laughs> is straight Irish, uh, but you know. You know what? That's not news. That's Jews. Mm, hey. Nice. Nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's new in your life? We're talking about me this time. Yeah. So, well, how was your uh, tour? How oh. was your
1: little tour? Uh, Uh, fucking venture into bc Kelowna
0: was a blast holy shit uh Mm. there was there was actually somebody who showed up okay two two different people showed up that had came specifically to see me from shit online one Mm. person from the podcast so shout out to them that was cool that you came and checked it out the other person saw me on tiktok and they were like i want to come and see it uh so that was fun uh, my family was there, like, nice. my dad and my uh, 85-year-old grandfather <laughs> and my 80-year-old grandmother. <laughs> that's sweet. It was actually, like, honest to God, more intimidating doing comedy in front of them than it was opening for Jim Jeffries. Yeah, I was going to say, that's like <laughs> anything, though,
1: like, when you're doing, uh, like, just for my with theater, like, if your family's coming or somebody you, you know is coming, like, I give a fuck about the, Oh yeah, you know— x amount of people that are there but i'd be shooting my bricks if somebody actually know in real life is there
0: but it's much worse if you're saying your own stories about your own life and how you like fucked a taco or something you know like there's 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 a line there where i'm like
1: probably say some shit that they didn't know oh i definitely did i I
0: did my weed stories and they're very anti-drug so (laughs) that was that was fun um and then uh, Julie, the bartender from Tea House, uh, fan of the show. Yeah, shout uh, out Julie. Yeah, shout out to Julie if she's still listening. She said that she was cheating on us and listening to uh, a Forrest Haitia and Connor Christmas's podcast, oh. the Broke Wokes.
1: Oh, that's okay. I like I like
0: Forrest. I <laughs> do I like Forrest. Connor, Connor's a good guy too. So. Yeah, they're both they're both good guys, but Damn. still, fuck them. Cheating on us. <laughs> she's cheating on way us to go Julie way to go Julie uh so anyways uh Julie uh from tea house her sister lives in Kelowna, mm-hmm. and so her sister showed up with a group of people nice and uh when she showed up she was just like I was at the door of like the club I'm just like you know talking to people as they're coming in she comes up and she just stares at me and she's like hey I was like, hey, and I figured out who it was like immediately. Like they have the same fucking eyes. And I'm like, who else is going to be a ginger that comes up and stares at me like that? Right. Uh, But anyways, it was so funny because I didn't call it out until I was on stage. But dude, this fucking show, I spent 20 minutes of my fucking hour just trying to get one lady to shut the fuck up
2: <laughs> and
0: she wouldn't. And she was so drunk. And I had talked to her and her husband before the show because they had been at the early show, yeah. with, uh, like Kelowna had like, uh, like a, a, showcase of like Kelowna comics before. Mm-hmm. And it was like their holiday. They fucking, you know, were coming into town and like they're wine. big comedy fans. Wine. Oh, the wine that this lady yeah. was fucking drinking. Yeah. Holy shit. So, uh, I get on stage, I start doing my jokes, it's all going fine, and then she just won't stop like, mm. like, she's she thinks that her and I are having a conversation. Ah, having
1: a little rapport.
0: Yeah. Ah. Meanwhile, the other, you know, 35 people in the room are like, watching me tell jokes. I'm mm. like, what the fuck? So, eventually I just, uh, I, I turned to her and I was just like, listen. My fucking 80-year-old grandmother is in the back of the room, and she's a Finn who grew up during the war, married a kraut, raised three boys in the 70s. She'll slap the shit out of you with one hand (laughs) while she cooks dinner with the other, and dinner will be fucking delicious. So shut the fuck up. (laughs) Dude, got a huge applause, and then she still wouldn't shut up. Oh, God. And then I – so I I started asking her, like, questions about her life, right? Because I'm like, okay, if you want to be the center of attention, I'm going to fucking turn it on you then. Like, you get to be the center of attention. So I'm like, I I turned to her and I'm like, uh, you know, I, 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 started talking music and then, uh, I, I was like, I was like, uh, so how long have you and your husband been together? She's like 27 years. I'm like, Oh, like the same age as me. She's like, yeah, I'm like. I bet you guys fucked for the first time to mbop. And and then she was like, she got like really offended by that. And she's like, no, we listen to metal. I'm like, oh, great. So you were fucking to Pantera? Like, that's any better. Like, where did you guys find the rhythm to fuck like that? And so I started acting it out. And then she kept fucking yelling things out. Uh, Like, after I moved on from that, I go back Mm -hmm. into my material. She keeps yelling shit out. And I turn and I look at, like, the entire room. And I just let her talk for about 35 seconds. And then I go, she's still talking. <laughs> I, and then her husband goes, now you know what I have to deal with. And I laughed so, dude, the whole place, like, that's funny. burst out. But she had no fucking self-awareness. And uh, it was like, it, I like I said, I spent, like, about 20 minutes trying to get her to shut up. She wouldn't. So then I just ignored her and, like, just let her talk. And it, like, threw off the rhythm for a little while. But then people figured out what I was doing. They, they you know. They got it. They got it. Yeah. They got behind it. And they just focused on it. And then afterwards she decides to go up to my like the table with my grandparents and that and start talking to them. Mm. They don't want to talk to her. No. They're like you just <laughs> fucked up my grandson's show. <laughs> We've been waiting years to see him and you just fucked this up. And then she comes up to me as I'm standing by the door and she's like trying to be like all fucking like she's like one of those drunk 40-year-old ladies that's mm-hmm. just a little too feely and I'm like just please go away. Like don't yeah, talk boy. to me. <laughs> and then her husband goes <sighs> Honey, let's just go. I, I, I think that you're just annoying everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Save that man. Yeah. Save that man. Save that man. He
1: must have, like, incredible patience. Oh, dude, he uh, had an incredible head of hair, too. Nice. Oh, man,
0: flowing. Nice. He looks like he could still fuck that's, to like that's Pantera. Su- that's surprising. Yeah, because I
1: feel like if I was with her, my hair would fall out. Yeah, I I thought so yeah, too. Yeah. I mean,
0: none of it wasn't gray, but no, still, yeah. you know, still fair. Still fair. fair. And, mm-hmm. In his forties, and he's got a full head of gray hair. Mm-hmm. And it's waves. Nice. He looked like uh, he looked like uh, 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 Aragon <laughs> at the end of at the end of uh, Return of the Kings when he becomes the king. <laughs> nice. And then he's like, "No, my friends." No one kneels to you. Mm. Or no one, uh, you kneel to no one, and then he fucking, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so I know what you're talking of the about. Movie. I've seen the movies. It's right before Frodo and all of them go Look, back to the Frodo. Shire.
1: It's an Olifant.
0: Look, Frodo. <laughs> it's an Olifant. It's an Olifant. Olifant. <laughs> Man, there's so much about the, those movies that I, because I rewatched them recently. Yeah. There's so much that's fucking hilarious.
1: I know. They're like, they have some great moments. Yeah, I mean, they're also. You ever watched the director's cuts? Oh yeah, yeah, dude, they're like four hours. That was the ones months. that I watched. Oh I watched God. the director's like cut. Fucking fourteen hours of content.
0: Yeah, that was that was literally a week. Every night before oh bed, I'd God. watch a little bit of the Lord of the Rings. Nice. Mm. Well,
1: something I've been rewatching recently, which we originally watched together, is Entourage. Mm. Yeah, I've been dipping back into Entourage. Hell yeah!
0: Did you see that? They're uh uh, uh Doug uh, Ellen and uh, or Elon, uh like the creator mm-hmm. and whatever. Him and uh, uh, Kevin Dillon and Kevin McConnelly, they're doing another show called Ramble On. Interesting. Which is about, like, it, like it, Charlie Sheen is the star of it. Nice. They filmed the pilot, and it's about, like, some washed-up fucking dude that has to go into podcasting because they all have a podcast mm. called oh, Victory. So that's, that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're washed up before
1: we even got clean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh,
0: but, yeah, no, it's uh it, that, that – fucking show is uh gonna be amazing also uh, entourage was fucking great man yeah.
1: there's it's, i mean fucking johnny was the best man
0: uh, oh dude he's so good just uh, the amount of like uh, like funny little things that he did too like his mm-hmm. little mannerisms it's great oh yeah, dude it's fantastic 10 Wait, out of 10 I, can i bum a chew off you yeah, oh yeah i'm vibing well. dude i'm vibing hard take a fucking take a copenhagen pouch i, don't I uh I've been only chewing the pouches because I don't like getting shit stuck in my teeth. This has been, this will probably be my first chew since I was like 20. No. You and I chewed together when when we lived together. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would have been 20. You were 20? Yeah. Wait, no way. 2018, bro. Do the math. It's five years ago. Holy fuck. I'm okay. twenty five. Wow, I hate Last that. Last week, yeah. Wow, I, I hate t- that. I was twenty when we moved in together. I was freshly twenty. Jesus I turned, Christ. I turned twenty in May and we moved in together in August. So I was twenty when we moved to Toronto.
0: Wow. Okay, that makes me feel old as shit. Oh, I hate that. I'm gonna see how this makes me feel. Uh, I have a lisp now. Yeah. Well, you've had one already, so it's okay. <laughs> okay, so uh uh just so that people know uh you know we're doing instead of doing an album this week Mm -hmm. we're doing a recisode yeah we've been uh busy we've been busy and we're gonna be busy coming up so the schedule might be a little
1: wonky-tonky but
0: yeah i think we might be off for like two or three weeks Mm -hmm. from from this point so we wanted to make sure that we got one more in before we had a little break because sam's gone next week i'm gone next week as well uh and then you're gone the week after Mm -hmm. and we don't really know what's happening. We, yeah. fucking, we have no idea. Um, but So instead of... Uh, we did have like some pre-recorded, but then we had to uh, keep fucking putting them out because we just have busy lives. So we're doing a episode this week. This is going to be our last episode until probably middle of June.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what we're going to do. I know we've talked about probably maybe getting a double in at some point, but I don't know if the timing's going to work out. Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, we've been pumping. This is like 34 episodes. We've yeah. Been, 34 weeks since September, we've been consistent. Um, so we don't think we've missed a week since September.
0: And, and that's pretty impressive considering like this isn't our full-time gig. No, this isn't even a paying job. We do not get paid for this. <laughs> no, we, I, I literally, I invested money in stickers to hand out for free. <laughs> we'll be, we'll be pumping out some
1: content though. Like I'm going to New York. So is Sam. Yep. So we'll be pu- posting some stuff. I'll probably post some stuff to the Instagram from when I'm in New York. Um, you know, and we'll, we'll try to be around the best we can, but we'll see what happens. I mean, we'll be back. Um, yeah. You know, we'll be back, uh, you know, probably end of June. But as of now, we're pretty busy. Spencer's on tour. Uh, I'm a n- newly almost unemployed. <laughs> uh, so that's life. That's life.
0: suslava mm-hmm. as the French say. Mm-hmm. suslava This is great. <laughs> oh, dude, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah. I, I fucking love you. I, I miss this. I'm never going to give it up. So, yeah, things are a little different today. No Sam.
1: So There's Sam, no Sam. Sam's unavailable, so we're just doing strictly audio today. But. For context of the setup... Uh, me and Spencer are completely butt-ass naked. Yep. And we're just staring at each other eye to eye.
0: And and in all fairness, I have put my foreskin over the nozzle of my beer yeah. like four times now. Nice.
1: I've stuck it over the Nintendo DS. <laughs> L- lit, up, lit,
0: lit up my foreskin. Uh... <laughs> I wanted to see the fucking Milky Way, man. <laughs> uh, I wanted to see the, the veins. Uh... <laughs> Dude, it's funny how, like, when you stretch out your foreskin over a light, it kind of looks like uh, like a constellation. Yeah. You know, like. It looks like the... Oh, there's Orion's belt. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like Nebula. (laughs) Well, it's below Orion's belt. (laughs) But
1: yeah, I'm looking forward to this episode. It's going to be fun. We kind of threw it together last minute just because we love you guys, but we picked two albums we both really love. Yeah. Um, One is going to be hard to talk about just because of the title, but we will... uh, We will do our best. We we will I might have to
0: do an impression of my grandfather when I intro (laughs) the title.
1: Um, let's just say if you've seen Django Unchained, you will know the word. Yes. Um <laughs>
0: or or if you are somebody who has uh, uh grown up uh in Saskatchewan. <laughs> in Saskatchewan you would know the word. Because it's it's quite prominent in a lot of places. well and honestly maybe Alberta now. Yeah. Uh I don't know what order we're doing first, but we should get into it. Uh, say. So the first uh okay, well before we do that I have to one more thing I have yes. to say. Go ahead. I finally fucking blew up on TikTok. Congratulations. Uh, One clip, one clip blew up, and it was a stupid dad joke, and it makes no fucking sense.
1: You've accomplished what a 14-year-old girl can do in a morning. Yeah, by dancing or
0: or lip syncing two lyrics of a song. Mm -hmm. It's so depressing how in this day and age to be a a working comedian (laughs) and actor and filmmaker, I need to have a presence on TikTok.
1: I'll tell you what, when TikTok first came, well, first got popular during COVID,
0: uh,
1: I was on TikTok and I posted about, I don't know, maybe half a dozen TikToks and I made some quality content and I think I got 400 likes on one video, that was it.
0: (laughs) Dude, it's so depressing. I, I, I fucking hate the new generation, (laughs) except for our listeners of the new generation. Yes. They're Um, pretty phenomenal.
1: But congratulations, uh. Yeah. You had some really topical content for Alberta. Yeah.
0: I literally posted it like a half hour before the election coverage started. And I, all I said was regardless of who wins tonight, Uh, If you want to piss off anybody in the office tomorrow, just walk up to them and say, you know, I can't believe that after what she did as the premier, people would still elect her. And so I posted that and it got like a few views. But then as the election coverage started, it went up to like (laughs) 80,000 views. And the the amount of just conservative bros that were just like, fuck, yeah, we won. What the fuck are you talking about? Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, man, I know my audience now. I'm going to piss off conservatives on TikTok. Well, for
1: anybody that voted, congratulations. Yep. I mean, you did your part. I did mean, your it's part. So, it's so weird here in Alberta. Both both candidates kind of sucked ass.
0: Dude, uh, the whole election sucked ass. Yeah,
1: it was like, I don't know if people, I mean, provincial politics, really great, great topic. But it was just. Especially for
0: a podcast that is the number one in Chile. Yeah, it was a <laughs> smear
1: campaign. Smear, smear, smear
0: on both sides. It was a joke. It was, yeah. And, and honestly, it was. It, but I will say this. It was pretty cool that we were having an election... Where both of the leaders or both of the leaders of the parties had been the premier mm-hmm. and were both women, yeah, and both had like liberal arts degrees. I'm mm-hmm. like, that's pretty fucking cool. That's actually like pretty dope <laughs> in like in 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 you know in the grand scheme of things. That's a pretty. I think that might be the first time in Canada that's yeah. happened.
1: I mean, for how you know regressive Alberta is. I mean, we're pretty progressive when it comes to our politicians. Yeah, so. you know
0: what? We're a feminist province, so. We can say that. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that just pissed off a whole group of people. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> the patriarchy is losing, so that's all that matters, okay? <laughs> all right, so we're doing a rec Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the first album is the one that you suggested. Nice, Nacho Swan. Nacho Swan by Blood Orange. So the for context, I'm not going to say the word, obviously. The title know. is N-E-G-R-O. Swan. Swan. By uh, Blood Orange. Th-
1: yeah, this is a great album. This is uh, – we did our top ten list. I, I don't even know if I put this in there. This is probably in my top ten.
0: Yeah? I love this
1: album. I love Blood Orange. Uh, they're r- he's a really interesting guy. He's worked across all sorts of <laughs> – like, my, my mouth is just – like, <laughs> I can't speak properly. Dude, it's funny because nobody's going to notice the difference from normal <laughs> – um, my speech impediment. Speech um, impediment. Now with chew. <laughs> now with chewing tobacco. Um, but no, it. Uh, like, I was like, why do I sound like Sean Connery? Uh, chewing tobacco. Chewing tobacco. Chewing tobacco. Uh, and this, this album rules. Uh, I'll let you do some of the reading. We're, these these are short, a little bit, but please check out the albums we recommend. This one is fucking amazing. It's, this uh, one is really good. It's not, like, a widely known album. I I know Blood Orange is known quite a bit in the indie scene. He's also a big writer for other artists. He's done, like, film scores. So he's a really, really talented dude. Dev Hines is his name. He's fucking amazing.
0: Also, okay, so I have a question. Mm -hmm. And I didn't do the research on this beforehand because today was the first time that I actually ever listened to Blood Orange. But is this the same guy that did four seasons, like, the song? Your name reminds me of the Four Seasons. I don't think so. Don't, it's think like I, this very orchestrated song, and the only reason I'm wondering is because he has a very similar falsetto.
1: You're catching me out right now.
0: Uh, and and honestly, Blood Orange—that's the one thing I will say right off the bat—is falsetto is fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. His voice is just incredible in general. I
1: don't general. know if right—I don't know what song you're talking about, but I don't the, think it's him.
0: No, Mm-mm. it's not one of his side projects.
1: I don't think so. He's got a couple, but I've only really dove for him. I listened to one of his, his album from 2012, and I've listened to this album pretty religiously. Okay. Um, but I don't think Four Seasons is one of his tracks.
0: Okay, um, that makes sense. Um, all right, so this is the fourth studio album by Blood Orange, which is an alias of musician Dev Hines. It was released on the 24th of August, 2018, uh, by Domino. Uh, Domino, most famously known for their pizza, but yes. also as a record company.
1: Yeah, they're an independent record label in the Great Britain.
0: Oh, that's in the Great Britain. In the Great Britain. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> fucking me up now. Not in the less Britain. No, in, the great, one, in great Britain, in, in the UK, <laughs> in the United Kingdom, uh, so... <laughs> in England. <laughs> Including Ireland uh, The, the <laughs> album was preceded by the singles Charcoal, Baby, and Jewelry Yes. Uh, in a press release Heinz described the album as An exploration into my own And many types of black depression An honest look at the corners of black existence And the ongoing anxieties Of queer slash people of color a reach back into childhood and modern traumas and the things that we get to, uh, and the things we do to get through it all. The underlying thread through each piece on the album is the idea of hope and the light we can try to turn on within ourselves with a hopeful, positive outcome of helping others out of their darkness.
1: Mm -hmm. He's very introspective on this album. Like, I don't know. It really connected with me. Um, I think just like the themes he talks about, whether you're, you know, you don't have to be black. You don't have to be queer just talking about overcoming, you know, pain and things like that. He speaks through the album. is really can connect with any demographic. Um,
0: Well, and I think we've talked about this before, where it's like if an artist has, uh, like, if they're speaking truthfully, like mm -hmm. their own truth, you will find people that connect with it across all demographics. Yeah, this would
1: have been uh, roughly around the time that it came out is kind of when I got into his music. And this album specifically, I spent a lot of time listening to. In 2018. Um, It's a really, really good listen, so please listen.
0: Yeah, definitely check Mm -hmm. this one out. Uh, uh, Okay, so the album focuses on themes uh, heavily in today's current ideas of gender and sexuality. Mm -hmm. Honesty is a very powerful tool in the production of the album because it's what bridges the gap between the understanding viewpoints of oppressed groups. With songs like Hope and Running uh, uh, Masculine Influences are brought into analysis in order to create an understanding of how societal forces impact the ideals of sexuality.
1: Well that's that's like uh it's a really interesting commentary. Like he does challenge even in um, not so much the I mean his vocals also challenge like define of like a masculine voice. He's got a very high high voice, like you said, a really great falsetto. So he's got he does challenge, you know, what it means to be a man, especially in some of his lyrics. You know, define what masculine means. It's a really, really uh, great listen.
0: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and and each song in the album presses this issue uh, with a mix of soul, R and B, and other genre styles in order to convey a story of facing depression. Uh, the press release also stated that the album was entirely written and produced by Hines. That's yes. fucking crazy.
1: Yeah, and there's some. He played a lot of instruments on this too. I touch on that later, but I mean, he played saxophone, drums. Like he did production. He did wow. Mixing. He's yeah. He's really multi talented.
0: I I bet that he could play the guitar. Probably as good as there's me. some great guitar in this too. Yeah, yeah, there really is. Oh yeah. Honestly, this is a like th- this album was a really good recommendation because I hadn't heard it, but man, did it fit my like everything that mm-hmm. I, I kind of vibe to. Like very lo fi, very yeah. chill. I yeah, it's it. it's
1: like uh, bedroom pop. Yeah, that sort of vibes. Uh, if you're looking for comparables, like he's on the album, but like Steve Lacy stuff like that. Yeah, popular now. Um,
0: you know that that sort of genre. And going off of that, the 16 songs weave impressionist, psychedelic pop, and interstellar interstellar funk together, mm-hmm. as well as cozy bedroom pop, like you said. Uh, and due to Blood Orange's eclectic music sound, Swan also digs into alternative pop, chill wave, dream pop, hip hop, soul, post punk quiet storm r&b indie hip-hop jazz and more uh funny enough with uh with dream pop it it really what i noticed about the album was some of the uh some of the instrumentals at the start of songs specifically like the fourth song and i forget what it was called but it made me think like man this sounds so much like someone doing like retro wave but Mm -hmm. like chill version you know
1: Yeah, you're not wrong. That's a good analysis, actually. It's a good way of putting it.
0: Um, Okay, so at Metacritic, uh, which assigns a normalized rating out of 100 to reviews from mainstream publications, it received an average score of 84 based on 26 reviews, indicating universal acclaim. Mm -hmm. Uh, David Sackley... Yeah, there's a couple quotes in here. You don't have to read them all. I just threw in some. There's some
1: really interesting. Some of the reviewers brought up some interesting stuff that, uh, about the album.
0: I, I just like his name, Sackley. Sackley. <laughs> Sackley. David Your Sackley. Sackley's
1: about to fall out of those shorts. It, it <laughs> might, honestly. I am wearing the shorts, which These Aaron shorts. said
0: referred to me. Uh, okay, Aaron referred to me when I'm wearing this short as the Adonis of our generation. Yeah, it's true. Because they made me look good. Yeah
1: some really high thigh action going high around. thigh action going might on might have to jump over this table and
0: jump and your boobs just fucking yeah. rail me into the yeah, TV you're
1: about to get rear-ended by two cars dude I want on. I want my face to be pressed <laughs> into that TV I want to be bent over
0: so hard it's so much better because we can look each other in the eyes and say these things you know what it's not hard for me no <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard it's hard for me <laughs> That's good because you're gonna be the one behind me. Yeah. Fuck, all right. Okay, so David Sackley of Consequence of Sound stated that <laughs> Nacho Swan. I uh yeah, I almost said it. Uh I, I'm really trying to not, but it's hard when I'm it's reading everywhere. it. It's everywhere, it's everywhere. Um He stated that it is a grand work that gives credit to the pioneers of the culture while building a path forward within that framework. Placing Heinz uh, firmly in the canon is one of the most insightful musicians of his generation. Okay, um, uh, I'm scrolling through uh, down uh, to the independent uh, critic Jazz Monroe said, uh, well this album elaborates on Hines' best work, he remains grounded in cozy bedroom pop by shambling drum machines, vocal compressions, and gratuitous sing- uh, psych pedals. Mm-hmm psych pedals
1: now there's a lot of good features on this album too um there's some bigger names
0: uh that are janet mock
1: yeah not not who not sure who that is
0: amandia steinberg yeah i put them all down there adam bainbridge yeah aaron main Mm tay shy puff daddy yeah you know that one (laughs) asap rocky Yeah project pat yes diana gordon mm-hmm. caroline Polacek yeah kelsey lou mm-hmm. georgina and muldrow yeah steve <laughs> lacy yes marty andrew aged
1: I just put anybody that had their own Wikipedia page made the cut. There was about a dozen more. that Except for Marty. Yeah. Marty did have, not have their own have Wikipedia, own, Wikipedia might have, page. Might have missed
0: that one. Uh, okay, so I don't know anything about any of those. Can you tell me some of those uh, people? I know Steve Lacey. I know
1: ASAP Rocky. I know Project Pat. I do know uh,
0: ASAP Rocky. Um, yeah,
1: I know Puff Daddy. Yeah. Um, Puff Daddy's on Hope and uh, Tayshai, I think her name is. Uh,
0: yeah. She's good on that song as well. Uh, so uh, cool Puff post. Daddy, it's so funny because, uh, it, like, okay. Obviously, influential to hip hop mm-hmm. at everything, but <laughs> controversial opinion mm-hmm. his own music is pretty fucking bad. Yeah, he's uh, good as a feature and he's good as a producer. That sting, uh, was i watching you police the his oh, yeah, that one's a stinker and uh, and and uh, around the world, like, like the one where he samples, uh, uh, uh don't push me because I'm close to the edge. Mm. Yeah. That song is way too long and he doesn't really have a good rap voice or cadence for rap. No, he
1: definitely capitalized on his friends.
0: Yeah. Um. And he capitalized on being a hype man. Yeah. Which I mean, in all fairness, there's plenty of people that can do that. Uh, There's also Okay I gotta say this Worst concert I've ever seen Ludacris Really? Oh fuck Worst concert Because his hype man Did all of the rapping And Luda would just come in During the chorus And do a few like (laughs) Woo Luda (laughs) Yeah And like he did that It was like 45 Also he was late To his own concert And it was only like 45 minutes That he was on there And then Wiz Khalifa Went on after that And did like an hour 30 And it was fucking Oh banger That's cool He passed me a joint From the stage That's cool I smoked some Wiz Khalifa weed
1: Nice. The closest I've ever been to a rapper was I saw a little Dicky and, and he stood up on a table on top of me. But that's about it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Did I, he have
0: a little Dicky? I didn't know, I didn't see here. Ah. He was wearing pants. He looks like a dude that's gotta be hung well. I mean,
1: <laughs> if, you, if you're, your rap name's a dick joke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you gotta kinda own it.
1: This T V show is actually funny.
0: I have not seen it yet, Dave but I know there. that Andrew Santino is on it. It is, yeah. And uh he was great in uh, uh I'm dying up here.
1: Yeah, what did I see he was in recently, and he surprised me. Fuck, uh, Beef.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 great in that, too. Yeah, uh, I'm only like four episodes into that. That show fucking rules. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I, right, I yeah. will admit, uh, the first episode did not draw me in, though. It no. took me a couple to get into it, and then I was tired.
1: The last four are quite good. Yeah, the ending's a little mud, but the rest of the show, it picks up pace. One of those shows where you don't know where it's going,
0: and it surprises you the entire way through. Well, okay, have you seen the finale to Succession yet? Mm-mm. Okay, so the whole family dies. Oh. Like... I haven't even watched the show. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to ruin it for someone for a brief second <laughs> who hasn't seen the finale, because <laughs> I have not seen the show yet. <laughs> okay, so, about the artist... Uh, devonte Hines born, uh, David Joseph Michael Hines, uh, was born on December 23rd, 1985. Mm-hmm. You know who else was born December 23rd? Julie, the bartender. Nice. Yeah. Another hey, shout out to Julie. Hey, Julie, listen
1: to our fucking podcast. Yeah. Listen
0: again. to our podcast. Give broke wokes a lower <laughs> score than us. <laughs>
1: You can just listen to our farce episode again if you like farce yeah just so much. just listen yeah. to the farce episode yeah. weekly,
0: yeah, <laughs> and eventually we'll have Connor Christmas on, yeah, and then you can listen to that one too <laughs> Julie, <laughs> but you're not listening to the, the yeah quit cheating on us, yeah okay, take,
1: a, take some advice from your sister and support Spencer, yeah, exactly, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah oh god her uh, her sister and I got so fucking drunk after, the, <laughs> oh my God, I have to before I forget about this. Okay, so we like after the show, uh the like Dakotas, which is like a sports bar, but they have a comedy club in the back, which mm-hmm. is what uh David Kopp runs, right? Like they got books it and everything. Um so uh club closes, we go to the sports bar part, but they're closing and it's like 10:30. Yeah. I'm like, "What the fuck?" So uh they let us like uh have another couple of beers just cuz they were like, "Ah, oh, like, you know, f- f- fuck you it. were funny." You're, yeah. So <laughs> I I we uh, me and uh me and Lauren got to have a few beers there and then uh she was like, uh, "I was like, well, where, what are, where else is there to go to drink?" And she's like, "Oh, do you want to like go drink more?" I was like, "Let's go on a fucking adventure, yeah, fuck dude." Yeah. We went to Leopold's in Kelowna. <laughs> and- <laughs> <laughs> and, Shout out to Leopold's, and you know, it was so funny is that like we got there and I was just like, you know, this is this is how I know that you are Julie's sister because you were like, "Let's go to Leopold's." <laughs> And then we just had shots of Jameson's and, and Guinness and way too many of both. Dude, nice. I was feeling rough the next day. But, like, we got uh, we both got into a cab, and the cab driver did that shady thing where it's like, well, I'm not going to start the meter. Uh, you guys got cash, right? Oh, God. And, and you know what they're doing. They're trying yeah. to just be like, oh, well, whatever cash you give me, I'm not giving you change. Yeah, oh, yeah. And uh, so anyways, takes me to the Oasis, which was, like, maybe two blocks away from yeah. there, right? But I didn't know where the fuck I was going, so I was fine with that. So I hand him a twenty, and then they're parked in the fucking hotel parking lot. Like I go inside, I'm like, I I'm uh, order McDicks. I'm like, you know, the, getting some shit ready in my room, and I look out, and they're still parked there. So I go out, and I'm like, Hey, what's what's going on here? And the the guy's like, Oh, I'm just making sure she has cash. I'm like. Dude, I handed you a twenty. She lives another two blocks yeah, away from me. Do you think you. you were getting a fucking yeah, fifteen dollar fuck tip for a for a five dollar ride? Shut the fuck up. Yeah, like
1: the the sprawling city of Kelowna. Yeah, in the sprawling city yeah, of Kelowna. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they have cabs
0: dude i well they don't have ubers i i ordered skip the dishes though like after that and uh i passed out before i got there so i woke up the next day opened my motel room door and tripped over my mcdonald's <laughs>
1: okay i've done this before being wasted like one time i i get so drunk and this is in my apartment in inglewood and you had to be buzzed in and i i obviously it was like three in the morning i was fucking hammered i don't even know if we could have been hanging out uh but i fucking i, I fell asleep in the next morning I woke up and I went downstairs my McDonald's was still there so I went and put it in the oven and I ate it. Amazing. Yeah.
0: yeah. Dude, I uh I like was about not, a good 8 hours later. I was definitely not risking it with the uh with the chicken nuggets. Oh. You know, they'd I, been sitting I, out in the heat all night. Oh, mine was in the cold. Yeah, that's that makes a difference. Yeah. The fucking heat though with chicken? Ooh. Yeah,
1: mine was like flash frozen. That's how you get salmonella. I, I literally stuck them back in the oven and reheated them and ate them. <laughs> it was
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Double cooked. Okay, so (laughs) David Joseph Michael Hines was born December 23rd, 1985, (laughs) also known as Blood Orange and formerly Lightspeed Champion, uh, is an English singer, songwriter, and record producer, and director based in New York City. From 2004 to 2006, he was a member of the band Test Icicles.
1: Testicles.
0: Testicles. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Dude, I can't read. I'm sorry. Testicles, two words. Icicles, test. Well, I said test icicles. Yeah. Because it, that's also not how icicles are spelled. No. Okay. Testicles.
1: Slightly illiterate. That's Uh, okay.
0: Uh, but he was formerly a member of the band Testicles, uh, playing guitar, synth, and occasionally performing vocals. They released one full-length album in 2005. And then Heinz went on to release two solo albums as Lightspeed Champion and subsequently five more as Blood Orange between 2008 and 2019. Now, he's written, played, yeah. or produced for artists such as Carolyn uh, Tanashi, Yeah, Solange Knowles. Yeah, Beyonce's sister. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, Conan Moccasin. Yeah. Fuck me. I don't know any... Of the- Britney Spears. I, yeah, there, nice. I know one. Haim. Florence the Machine. Carly Rae Jepsen. The Chemical Brothers. Uh, FKA Twigs. Uh, ASAP Rocky. Mac Miller. Ooh, Mac Miller. Uh, yeah,
1: we talked about... <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, we talked about that on the episode that yeah, never, never will aired. fucking yeah. single light of day.
0: Blondie <laughs> and Mariah Carey. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, he's got, like I said, he's got a lot of credits. Okay, now I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you listed his studio albums... Uh, and you broke them up into all of the different, I didn't break them up. Wikipedia uh, broke them up. Oh, you just copied his <laughs> projects. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I Spencer, I wrote this in about 10 minutes this morning. Okay.
0: So as blood orange, here's a list of his projects. Yeah. Okay? As blood orange studio albums, coastal grooves. Cupid Deluxe. That's the one I re- I really like. Cupid
1: Deluxe is good listen.
0: That was in two thousand and thirteen.
1: Yes, that's the one I was referencing earlier. You
0: were in two th- You were in grade ten.
1: Yeah, you're not good enough is a great song.
0: You're not good enough at reading. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> Freetown Sound in twenty sixteen. Yeah. And then this album in twenty eighteen. Swan. Mixtapes and EPs. Angel Pulse in twenty nineteen. And four songs in 2022. Yeah. Was there four songs on it? There was. Ooh. As Lightspeed Champion. Falling Off the Lavender Bridge in 2008. Life is Sweet. Nice to Meet You in 2010. As Devante Hines. Soundtracks for Film and TV. Palo Alto in 2013. Fields, 2019. With Third Coast Percussion. mm Queen and Slim, 2019. Who are... We Are Who We Are, 2020. I dyslexic to that one.
1: <laughs> we Are Who We Are.
0: <laughs> Mainstream in 2020. Passing in 2021. Yes. And Master Gardener in 2022. Yeah. Notable tracks.
1: On this album.
0: On this album. Yes. Charcoal Baby.
1: That's my favorite
0: song on the album. Is it? Yes. Saint as well, I like a lot. Ooh, and that is listed. Yeah. Hope, which... As we mentioned, as Puff Daddy. Yeah. Or he likes to be called P. Diddy sometimes. P. Diddy? I don't know why. Mm. That's a weird... uh, Honestly, P. P. Diddy sounds cooler as a rap name than Puff Daddy. Yeah. Puffy. Puffy?
1: Yeah. That's what I've been referenced as Puffy before.
0: Puffy the Vampire (laughs) Slayer?
1: (laughs) No, more Puffy as being chubby and fat.
0: Oh. Oh, oh, yeah. Like a puffer coat. Oh, you were being referenced as such. Yes. Uh, Well, that's mean. (laughs) Jewelry. That's another song. Running? Yes. Running. Chewing Gum? Yes. Orlando. Orlando was the song that I liked the most. That's the opening track. Yeah, that was was a great great. song. That was my favorite one. Okay, now Reception. Uh, It peeled at... 98 sorry it peaked at 98 on the us billboard 200 number 12 on billboard r&b charts number 18 on enemies top 100 albums of 2018 uh now other scores across the board any decent music the aggregate score was 8 out of 10 metacritic 84 out of 100 the av club gave it an a enemy gave it 5 out of 5 stars Rolling Stone gave it 4 out of 5, Pitchfork 7.6 out of 10, and The Observer gave it 5 out of 5 stars. Yeah. I have been featured in The Observer. Really? Yes. Hey, when nice. I did the Quarantine International Film Festival. That's cool. Yeah, they wrote a nice article about us. Yeah. But we were all, like, because they interviewed us, uh, an American filmmaker and a Canadian filmmaker, and all of us were talking after, and we were like, did that guy seem like kind of mean when he was interviewing you and they were like yeah he seemed really rude i don't know what was up they it's just a new york thing he was very 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 like the article was probably the best one that we had (laughs) so shout out to him i forget his name i feel bad now that's okay All right, so that was... You probably forget your name, too. He he definitely does. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that it was literally, like, because the only reason that we got so much press during that was because it was pandemic-related, and the news had to be nonstop pandemic-focused. But ours was a positive pandemic story, so they were just like, let's fucking shoehorn it in everywhere! (laughs) And then I used that momentum with the rest of my career. Well, it was a good idea. It was. I, I
1: was impressed when you guys came up with that. It was,
0: thank you. It yeah. was uh, It was very fun. And uh, honestly, very glad that uh, Siobhan and I got to do that because um, it was both of us in my studio apartment at the time on that shitty leather, mm-hmm. leather couch that you and I like found, it in, an found in an alley and moved in there. Uh, it was us sitting there as we both lost all of our work for the next <laughs> six months, and we were just like, Let's make a movie. We should make a film festival so people will watch the movie. And then we never made a movie because yeah. people, there was fucking thousands of people were just like, here's I, my movie.
1: I loved when we found that couch. We were fucking hammered. We were hammered. And we found this couch by a dumpster and we were hanging out in your apartment. I was visiting back. from Toronto and <laughs> yeah. You were like, there's nowhere to sit in my apartment. And we found a fucking couch because <laughs> I think we were like sitting at the, the chairs at your, at your countertop. Yeah. And we were like, there's nowhere to fucking sit here. Cause I
0: had these cool like space countertop chairs. Mm-hmm. That I got from my old work when it closed down. Yeah. Which is kind of funny, honestly. I
1: like that. I like that apartment. That was a nice studio.
0: Yeah, it was. It was haunted, too. Just like this one. Nice. But haunted in a different way. Yeah. Scary Uh, haunted. Scary haunted. Yeah. Twice, my my French press, for some reason, flew off of my counter and Uh, smashed on the other side of the room. My
1: cat does that.
0: Yeah, I didn't have a cat.
1: My cat broke my coffee machine carafe literally the day I bought it. Really? Yeah. It wasn't an expensive coffee maker. I'm not one of those guys, but <laughs> it was like 20 bucks. And I made a cup of coffee on it. I was like, oh, this is amazing. I can time my coffee in the morning. And when I wake up and then I woke up the next morning and there was glass everywhere.
0: Oh, no. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate. I slept through it, though. Okay. So recommending everybody listen to. Yes. Yeah. We uh, got through
1: that. That was good. Uh, uh, Blood Orange. Swan. Swan. Yeah. Fourth album. It's a really good listen. Like it's I, really good. Like I said, uh, spend some time with it, get to know it. Uh,
0: when have we steered you wrong besides CKY? So, uh, oh, go <laughs> fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Okay, I had somebody comment about that recently and say that you were wrong about saying that CKY was generic. So, fuck you, (laughs) CKY is not generic.
1: I would like one of those people to at me, because you keep bringing these mystery people up, and I'm starting to question if they're real or not.
0: You know what? I'll get them to at you. Mm -hmm. I'll get them to create some fake Instagram (laughs) accounts just to at you. (laughs) Oh, so you're going to get yourself
1: to create some fake Instagram accounts. Yes. Yeah. I question CKY as much as I question uh, Bam uh, Margera's
0: decision-making skills in the past 10 years. Fucking Bam, dude. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, You know what's funny is uh, I did send a message to Bam about Mm -hmm. being on the podcast (laughs) when he was sober for a while there in, like, Mm -hmm. January. And then uh, uh, he read the message, and then the next day it was like, Steve, os was like, he's off the rails again, dude. I don't know what uh, happened, and I was like, oh, we no. happened, uh, yeah. We. <laughs> he's might've... like,
1: he's like a small podcast reached out to me. That's where I'm at now. After yeah. being on MTV, after being on MTV and on world like movies multiple and shows, and international yeah. celebrity,
0: being literally one of the most famous, if, having banged Jessica Simpson in the like early 2000s. I mean, Nick Cliche doing
1: better. He's on Love Is Blind, so ooh, yeah. Uh, who's Nick Cliche? You married Jessica Simpson. Ooh, yeah, that famous clip, the chicken of the sea. Ooh, I don't ever know that. that. You've never seen this clip? of Jessica No, Simpson? they had a reality show uh, when they were getting married. And
0: uh, why was that a trend in the early two thousands? It was know. like Ozzy every... had one. Yeah, every
1: Hulk Hogan had one. Uh, but yeah, they had a reality show together, and uh, he gave her a ta- can of tuna, and it said the chicken of the sea, and she was like, "I didn't know there was chickens in the ocean." Uh. <laughs> <laughs> she was confused
0: by the statement, Chicken of the Sea. Holy uh, shit. Okay, so we're moving on to our second album yes, of the rec- recommendation Uh my recommendation this week, is not one of my top albums, but it's one that I think that like people will enjoy. Because mm-hmm. it's not like it's something that you're gonna be like completely tuned off to.
1: No, you're, you're going to be familiar with the tracks on this album. Yeah, It's a pretty big album from the 90s. Uh, pretty from, uh, One of the bigger bands of the late
0: 90s. That's true. And uh, and it's also something that uh, I think people of our age, it gives you a little nostalgia because mm-hmm. he heard it on the radio all the time yeah. as a kid. So the album that I'm recommending that you check out is Matchbox 20s, Yourself or Someone Like You. Mm-hmm. Woo! Okay, uh, this was the debut album from Matchbox 20. It was released on October 1st, 1993 by Lava Records and Atlantic Records. Uh, it features a sound similar to traditional rock and post-grunge. Was it
1: 93? I thought it was 96.
0: 96. Sorry. Did I say 93? You did. Oh, yeah, whoopsie. I made a mistake. That's okay. Uh, yeah, so this was 96. Uh, but, yeah, it has a sound similar to traditional rock and post-grunge, which is interesting because it it sounds uh, like – it just sounds like the late 90s to yeah. me. Like, there was a big trend in the late 90s and early 2000s of bands being rock bands, but they're, like, really – Cheery sounding
1: Yeah Not saying they're like um, But like a compa- Not saying they're like Dave Matthews But like For an example Like mm-hmm. Dave Matthews band Hootie and the Blowfish The Go-Go Dolls Yeah Yeah Like it, it, the, dolls.
0: <laughs> the Go-Go Dolls <laughs> The Go-Go Dolls The Go-Go Dolls Yeah They're Go-Go Dancers Yeah
1: that's true Go-Go Dolls Yeah they got that famous clip Of them Go-Go dancing In the rain in Buffalo
0: That's true Yeah, yeah. And I give up forever <laughs> To touch you That's a guilty pleasure song. That's that is a really good one, actually. Honest to God, there's a lot of songs. From their greatest hits that yeah. I will listen to, you would
1: be surprised
0: that you recognize
1: some of that stuff. But that time period, it's just examples, right? Yeah. But that's uh, yeah, they fit in that. But I mean, I like this band. I like Rob Thomas a lot. Yeah, Rob Thomas. You know what? He fucking slaps, dude. Smooth is like an all-time summer track. Like that'll be like played forever. Okay.
0: So he, uh, this I'm gonna get to it later, but I'll I'll just say it now because I, because you brought it up. So he uh, actually was hired to write that song nice and then he sent a demo to carlos santana and carlos santana was like you need to be on this song mm-hmm. i like this so it's crazy to me because that that is a that is definitely like you said a summer song mm-hmm. but it's a guilty pleasure song and uh how this relates to our podcast in a in a fun weird six degrees of separation way um when my mom was in acting school in the 80s mm-hmm. one of the gigs that she got was to be on a talk show dancing in a cage while Carlos Santana <laughs> slayed it on the guitar. That's sweet. And I've been trying so fucking hard to find this clip. That's so cool. if anybody can find a clip of a talk show in the 80s where Carlos Santana is jamming out and there's two girls in cages dancing, my mom is one of them. Nice. I need that clip because I want to uh, uh, see it and then show my mom. Santana's fucking cool, man. Dude, Santana's you, you ever dope.
1: Hear the- you probably heard the story, about of him uh, at uh, Woodstock. So he was tripping balls on acid. Uh, and I, I, I think he hadn't taken a- acid before at that point. He was fairly new to taking LSD, but he took a really, really high dose <laughs> while he was at Woodstock. So there's like fucking 400,000 people there or whatever. There's tons of people there. And he said he was shredding a solo and he said his guitar, the neck was literally a snake. And he was, like, wrestling <laughs> the snake while he was performing and just killing it in front of, like, fucking hundreds of thousands of people. That's
0: amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny is if I did that, it would not sound as good as when no. he did it. No. It definitely would, not. It I would, mean,
1: you, I've seen you play it sober. And it's, <laughs>
0: that's true. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay, so back to the album. Yes. Uh, the album features themes of adolescence, adultery, loneliness, domestic violence, psychological abuse, humiliation, depression, anger, and alcoholism. But you would not really get that from the sound of the album. No, I mean, you get it in the lyrics of Push. Yeah. Um, yeah. The lyrics of Push, for sure. They're pretty blatant. Lyrics of 3AM as well. Y- yes. Uh, but uh, and, and same with uh, uh, Real World. You, you'd mm-hmm. get it there but it 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 doesn't like for the most part, if you're not actively listening to the lyrics no. which is, is one of those bands where I feel like the chorus is what everybody knows, yeah, but nobody really actively listens to the lyrics mm. of a lot of the songs you're you're not gonna pick up on it, so you're like you're like, it's three a m and I must be lonely <laughs> I said, oh, baby baby, <laughs> I wanna push you around, yeah, I will. Yeah, I, I will. will. I wanna push you down. Yeah, I will. Why I are we doing Eddie Vedder? I don't know. I wanna take you for granted. I always used to think when I was a kid that he was saying, "I wanna take you for granted." Nice, like taking granite. This is
1: this is embarrassing. I remember as a kid, I was getting, I always would get Matchbox Twenty and fucking crash test de- crash test dummies confused.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: I get them confused with uh with the Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah, I, not really by sound. I was also like five or six years old oh yeah fair But i remember thinking that they were the same band and my dad would play them
0: i definitely thought like you know what's funny is like you listen to like band names and Mm. as a child like i thought like the bare naked ladies must be like a hard rock band yeah
1: they're, I, they're also a guilty pleasure band, man. They're Canadian royalty. Dude, they they're
0: definitely a little guilty pleasure. They got way
1: worse so when Stephen Page left. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what he does a little cocaine. Yeah, let him do coke. Yeah. He makes good music. I, I mean, don't know. He's in like a great Canadian acoustic stand-up bass band. He's <laughs> Wait, really? They have a stand-up bass? Yeah, and
0: Burn, oh no i face. thought you said that he left to go be in no a, no he left oh, he no. got kicked out oh yeah no yeah. i know he got kicked out but uh, okay that's fair uh okay so according to rob thomas the album's title was originally to be woodshed diaries however that changed when thomas and paul doucette were at a woman's musical performance at cafe largo and the singer said this song is for you or someone like you they loved the phrase so much that they insisted on changing the album's title despite the fact that 3,500 copies of the <laughs> album with the original title had already been made. Nice. Uh, their labels agreed, however, and the name change uh, resulted in the album being released later. Mm. Uh, in the, the first week of album sales, it sold 610 copies. Nice. Uh, but it eventually went on to sell several million copies in the United States. <laughs> um, it was produced by Matt Seletric, Uh Sellet sir letic sir letic produced by matt sir letic who also worked with share blessed union of souls and collective souls whom he had a band with when he was a teenager nice uh in 1999 he produced the song i don't want to miss a thing by aerosmith nice yeah um uh 1998 sorry was that for armageddon that was for armageddon nice don't want to close my eyes did i ever tell you the really embarrassing thing about that song with me oh, when i was in like grade seven oh, or eight I do know this i grade. i phoned up this girl yes. and i asked her out she said no and then i started singing i don't want to miss a thing until she hung up the phone on me and then i phoned back
1: well you had the right idea i mean based on steven tyler's history you had the right age group oh god um, <laughs> no she was older than me That's too old for him yeah too old for him uh
0: It was so cringy, though, because then I phoned back, and her dad answered. Didn't she
1: she record it or something, too? No,
0: that was when I was 17. I got drunk and told the girl that I was in love with her. Oh, different story. Yeah, then I moved to Calgary, and I realized that she had a lazy eye, and now I don't feel nearly. You are like,
1: oh, I took off my Saskatchewan goggles. Yeah, I took off my Saskatchewan (laughs) goggles and my
0: drunk 17-year-old goggles and realized, oh, you might be a little inbred. Anyways. (laughs) Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Uh, Okay, so. Uh, All of the tracks were written or co-written by Rob Thomas. Cool. Uh, The band photo by Chris uh, Cafaro. Now, Chris Cafaro also made several music videos. Most notably, he directed the first video for Pearl Jam's Jeremy. Nice. Uh, Although the label supported the effort. And uh, Kifuro and Eddie Vedder were really good friends. The label ultimately shelved the black and white video, instead commissioning a more commercial video when Jeremy was released as a single in 1991. Interesting. Um, I, I imagine the original video was probably a lot harsher. So, you know,
1: we managed to tie in Pearl Jam. We were singing like Eddie Vedder the whole time. So we that's, managed to get That's there. true. We managed to get there. A through line here.
0: You know what? Last Wednesday, I went to Watchman's, did karaoke, and I did uh, I did Jeremy by Pearl Jam. Nice. It was so much fun.
1: I always do uh, Boys of
0: Summer by Don Henley. That's a good one. I love that. Song. That's a good karaoke jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the tracks that I sang uh, last week at karaoke uh it was the first time it like like how i said last week is mm-hmm. if i go every week i, I go once <laughs> in a while i'm a regular yeah i'm a regular at watchman's for karaoke um i'm,
1: I'm a regular what's that fucking bar's name again
0: <laughs> duckies no
1: the one in toronto we used to go to oh kramers yeah i'm a regular oh. At
0: kramer oh god kramers i forgot about kramers
1: yeah great great bar shout Ooh. out kramers shout out kramers i worked a shift in the kitchen there did you? Yeah, I was gonna work there until I took that other job downtown in Toronto. Yeah, damn. I, yeah, I interviewed. I was actually I should have took that job because the guy, was, the chef, was awesome, and it would have been probably a better experience than my other job I took. But. Dude,
0: and you would have only had to walk like twenty feet to get to work every day. That would have been great.
1: I know, but yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't end up taking that job, but I worked like uh, eight hour shift there, and they paid me and had a great time.
0: How busy was that
1: eight hour shift? The lunch was not busy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: made like maybe like a dozen sandwiches dude the way that you said that was like you were going to be like the lunch was not busy but the the evening was but you just went the lunch was not busy yeah
1: that was it, that was it. <laughs> but yeah i like that bar man we sang karaoke there a bunch of times i drank there by myself a bunch of times.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a place where you could go to drink alone and feel no shame because yeah. there was not very many people there.
1: No, and the people who were there were also drinking alone. They were also drinking the alone. The bar, for context, was like a hallway. Yeah. It was just skinny and long, and that was basically it. Yeah,
0: yeah, and, and, and the front of it had beer bottles mm-hmm. as the sign above the door. I bet you didn't know this. They had a rooftop patio. Really? Yep. Was that busy?
1: Uh, I don't know. I never went up there, but I knew they had it
0: damn okay yeah. when we go back to toronto we have to we
1: would it'd be nice to visit kramers again. it'd be nice to visit kramers you know they fucking redid our apartment hey i old the place oh that's sad because i i think i told you this but we fucked it up after you left right? <laughs> we uh we did an abstract painting inside uh we threw <laughs> uh so like the my roommate after spencer justin he's a great guy uh he was like very artistic <laughs> art- artistic uh, just <laughs> don't be... list that one <laughs> yeah, uh, dude was like into making music into making art and fucking he was making sound proofing for his room yeah so we took like the sound panels and we just fucking threw a bunch of paint on it and there was paint all over the carpet <laughs> and then we fucking bleached the paint and rubbed it off and it made like a really cool like tie-dye type uh design and then uh, when we went to do our walkthrough for the apartment there was fucking paint all over the carpet, and the lady was like, yeah, I remember the paint being here when you guys moved in. <laughs> Dude, that's so fucking funny. Yeah, but it, they, they told us they were going to redo the whole thing. So
0: It's especially funny considering uh, – was that the first time that you met the new people yeah. that had owned I it? Met
1: the, I met the—that's the 1st time. The only time I ever met the property manager, and besides when the, all that shit was going on with the neighbor. Because after you left, man, I don't know. If, like for, we've talked about our neighbors there before, but uh, we had beef with them after you left. Like yeah. I had uh, issues with the guy. Like he was, you know, he's a sleazy guy. Um, so I had some problems with him. Definitely beat his girlfriend too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll
0: go um, on record as saying that is a definite
1: not a good guy. But anyways, they were living there, and uh, I had a disagreement with them, and then they started fucking with the apartment and like fucking with me. Like they contacted our management company and were saying like, oh, we were smoking inside, smoking cigarettes inside, and blah blah this, blah blah that. Um, and then the the late the girl she started dumping oatmeal on our fire escape. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah So like I walked out one time And I stepped in fucking oatmeal She dumped like And then they dumped uh, Their, their smoke So they dumped Their container of cigarette buds All over the fire escape And then like sent pictures To our property management company Mm
0: Mm-hmm God, I hate those people so and much.
1: And then I ended up – the guy called me from the Property Magic Company. I explained what was going on, explained the situation, showed him, like, DMs and stuff like that of what was going on with the guy. And shortly after they left, they moved down. So Good. Yeah, this was only – And like, then his company folded. Yes. This was, like, two months after you left. It was,
0: yeah, just a shit show with them. Not good people. Not it, good people. Yeah, not good people. And honestly, like, I, I, I did the right thing by always keeping them at, like, arm's length. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, I'm not getting involved with your drama. Yeah. But thank you for giving me the fucking
1: I was I was certainly naive because I mean
0: I wasn't there for when they were
1: both there fighting all the time. That mm-hmm. wasn't something I, I experienced. I mean you told me about it. Like yeah. we had the one big fight when we were living there and then they I think they kinda split up for a while and he was operating his business out of there. Yeah. Um and she was still working for them. But like I would talk to the guy, like we'd smoke cigarettes together and fucking hang out. So like on the back fire escape, I never went anywhere like out with him. But I had a little bit of a rapport with him, so I, I was a bit naive about yeah. what type of person he was. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I always did the thing where like if I was smoking I'd I'd talk with him, but like as soon as I was done, I would just be like, Oh man, I gotta go do some yeah. work. Oh, yeah. oh, See yeah. you later, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> I fucking I can't stand people like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> no, he was not a good guy. Yeah, they used to have like screaming matches and like you'd hear shit breaking in their apartment. And yeah. this was when I lived alone in the apartment Which- and I
1: which you know, I felt very like I was like, oh, it's great, uh Spencer. You know, gave me the bigger bedroom, but you gave me the bedroom right next to their the fucking one that bedroom. Shared the wall with yeah, them, yeah. yeah.
0: And that was that was part of the reason why I was like, I'm gonna fucking I can't anymore because like they would just like like and and then like you could hear them saying, I can't believe you fucking hit me, and like it was just fucking insane. yeah. I never experienced any of that It was nuts. They yeah. were like actually crazy. Besides people. the weird day, was that apartment fucking rules. It that it apartment. was a pretty yeah. fucking dope one. It had a weird no no. uh corner was 90 degrees no, none of
1: the walls were they were all on an angle all so at an putting angle furniture on the wall was impossible yeah but for what we were paying for living in a good neighborhood in toronto
0: it was top fucking notch yeah
1: yeah like it was you know i'm paying what i'm paying now like as a, it was a two-bedroom apartment in toronto in a nice neighborhood it wasn't downtown but yeah we like we like, were so close to downtown. For, for we stops on as well the subway from downtown. Yeah, and I mean we were paying fourteen hundred bucks when I moved in. Yeah. I think when I left I was paying you know fifteen sixty. Yeah, for a two bedroom split between two people, you pay your utilities and shit. But man, that fucking place was a good deal. You
0: know, and it's funny too because like our place right now, they're they're raising our rent by hundred bucks a month. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, I'm getting so much closer to the price I was paying in that yep. dope place in Toronto. Like yep. god damn it.
1: Yeah, that place was a yeah, I had lots of good memories there.
0: Tons of good memories. Some uh, bad memories, but some good ones too. Some yeah, some some really 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 good ones. Mm-hmm. There was uh you know, uh like uh, one of my favorites was uh coming home to an acquaintance of mine who was on the floor crying about <laughs> him getting a divorce. <laughs> He's still married, so it must not have been a fucking shout real out, thing.
1: Shout out he's from barry
0: yeah shout out from barry buddy
1: yeah that was an interesting yeah spencer's friend not my acquaintance (laughs) spencer's friend um i met once uh spencer wasn't home and he comes a knocking on the door and uh he yeah he was all fucked up and he was crying on the floor and asked us to move in and we let him stay a night and he ate my food yep yep Mm -hmm. he ate your bagels
0: and my oranges And your oranges Yeah Which is I, I, Honestly I'm more pissed about the bagels Yeah If I'm being real with, with you With cream cheese bro You even dipped in the cream cheese That's the part that's like super And it wasn't just one That's the other thing No It was two fucking bagels Yeah No Who needs two bagels in the morning Yeah
1: And then he like Yeah that was a weird the, some of the, Who needs two bagels in general I know I know, and yeah, he ate my bagels and asked to pay like 200 bucks a month to sleep on the floor, and we were like, no, <laughs> no, that's not going to happen.
0: No. Uh, if you want to pay our whole rent to do mm-hmm. so, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it was you an know, interesting experience. It was really. a very interesting experience. Yeah. Okay, so getting back to the album. Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> what a tangent. You know what? It's our last episode for a few weeks, so I'm okay fuck with it, giving people a little bit more. Yeah, Sam Sam's not here. He Sam Sam's he not here. He can't tell us no. He can't tell us no. Yeah. Uh, okay, so. Not that it, he ever really does. Either, no, but. he literally doesn't. He just sits there in the corner, then eventually he puts his head in his hands. Yeah. And then that's when we know that it's time to move yeah, on. Yeah, it's like, yeah,
1: we know we know when we're going too long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so it was mastered by Stephen Markison, uh, who spent almost 20 years at percussion lacquer mastering uh, uh, st- like albums for various artists that included Stevie Wonder, R.E.M., uh, Prince, The Rolling Stones, Warren Zevon, Cher, Rod Stewart, Nirvana, Roy Orbison, Dwight Yoakam, Sheesh. Frank Zappa, Beck, Barbara Streisand, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, BB King, Counting Crows, and Roy Cotter, among others. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, then he went on to found uh, Marcus and Mastering, where he mastered works for Miranda Lambert, Hosier, Gillian Welch, Gillian Welch, sorry, Gillian Welch, David Rawlings, Dawes, Shakira, Les Claypool, Jake Bug, Kirk Wallum, The Decemberists, Gloria Travey, Solomon Burke, Melissa Etheridge, Willie Nelson, Broken Bells, X Japan, Hillsong, Don Henley, Katie Lang, and Leonard Cohen.
1: Jeez, that might be one of the more impressive uh, catalogs we've seen before.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's up there. That is definitely up there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the fact that this was like. Their mm, debut. Yeah, this was their debut, and they have this motherfucker mastering their shit, that was Sweet. pretty impressive. That's wicked. That's cool. Now, you know the album cover, right? Yes. It's the dude with the fucking weird like leather hat on, leather hat yeah, on and the yeah. goggles. Uh, so, in 2005, almost a decade after the album's released, the band was sued by Frank Torres, the man on the album's cover. Hmm. Torres claimed the band never asked for his permission to use his image on the sleeve. In the litigation, he claimed that the photo was taken as he was walking down the street after being asked to pose. He also claimed that the photo had caused him emotional distress. Torres justified the delay in suing Matchbox 20 by claiming that he had first seen the album uh, photo uh, within two years of the litigation. He died in 2016 at age 73. Damn, interesting. I don't don't know. Mm. I couldn't find whether they won or not. Uh... Interestingly enough, legally, he actually holds no, like from what I know of like of, you know, whoever takes the photo owns the photo. Yeah. So if you have given permission, if and especially if you're in a public place and you go, Mm -hmm. yes, uh, like you can take my photo, I will pose for it. Yeah. And then a photographer takes your photo. They can do with it whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah. I, I, I know I read a little bit beforehand about that. That's an interesting thing that happened. I mean, the photo is fairly iconic when it comes to 90s albums. Like, yeah. It's a recognizable
0: album cover.
1: Um, so, yeah, interesting. And
0: I don't think that it's a bad photo of the guy. Like, no, it doesn't put him in a bad light. It doesn't put him in and a bad light. the fact they he didn't
1: know about it for fucking.
0: He didn't know about it for eight years. It can't yeah, yeah, have caused of him that yeah, much emotional distress. Yeah, I, I think it caused him fucking emotional distress when he find when he found out eight years later that a hit album had his photo on it also how the fuck do you only find out eight years later i know when the album was 12 times platinum in the u.s yeah, his buddy's like frank's that's you is that you yeah that's like the top whatever like it was like the top albums
1: in the past 10 years Matchbox 20 he's like frank is that you buddy and then frank's like fuck they owe me money <laughs> frank's like, let me take off my goggles
0: son of a bitch that's me Am I hearing this correctly? Let me lift up my leather leather ear flaps. For some reason, I always imagined that he was wearing a leotard underneath that. (laughs) He's a pro
1: wrestler. (laughs)
0: Frank the Tank Torres! Frank the Tank Torres! And out of the left corner, weighing in at $125,000 in litigation fees! (laughs) His shtick is he looks like an aviator from the nineteen thirties, <laughs> and he's gonna ride in the sidecar of a motorcycle on the way to the stage. Frank, Amelia Earhart, the tank, <laughs> Dora's.
1: <laughs> he does. He, he does all of his fucking cuts in a uh, transatlantic accent. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so you want a match, see? I'm gonna like, come at you, see? <laughs> rough in the rough and a tumble. It's 3 a.m., and you must be lonely, see? <laughs> I'm gonna push you. <laughs> I'm gonna push you around. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. I'm gonna push you down. Yes, I
1: will. Yes, I will. Yeah. I'm gonna take you. Th- through some granite <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> we're, we're gonna shoot a behind the
0: scenes in a kitchen uh one of those besides the behind the scenes cuts i'm also sad that we don't know how he died they just say he died in 2016
1: <laughs> he, emotional distress yeah
0: at 73 it might have been emotional distress every time i
1: heard smooth come, <laughs> come 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 may anytime smooth came on he's a fucking he lost a year in his life Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Just like the... uh, Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Frank, relax.
0: (laughs) Okay, okay, getting back to the album. Uh, Their first single, Long Day, uh, was a radio success on the West Coast. Interesting. And the album uh, spawned several top 40 singles throughout 1997 and 1998, including Push 3AM, Real World, and Back to Good. But... Push and 3AM did not chart on the Billboard Hot 100 due to a rule in effect prior to 98 that required a song to be released as a single in order to appear on the Hot One, so this album was like a slow burn by the sounds of it. It took a couple couple years for it to really take off. Well, it wasn't it wasn't that necessarily. Like it was getting a lot of airplay right away, mm-hmm. and then once it started getting airplay on the West Coast, it kind of started taking over. It was the yeah. West Coast, Canada, and Australia nice. that really like pushed it out. And once that happened, then they basically radio stations were looking at what other tracks on the album mm-hmm. that they were given they could use. So. That's what ended up happening, but because they weren't pressed as singles, and they could not be sold as singles, the the Billboard charts sense. were like you don't you, you don't get to count yeah. this. Even though, like, I'm pretty sure that in 1997, 3 a.m. and Push were played probably more than a lot of other songs mm. uh, on the on the Hot 100 chart. Uh, they they did not get to chart. Um, Real World and Back to Good uh, they were the first. Entries from the band onto the Hot 100 after the rule was terminated. Uh, the album eventually shipped uh, more than 12 million copies in the US alone, oh, fuck yeah. achieving a diamond certification nice. in 1998. And Matchbox 20 recorded a live version of 3am for a single, uh, and it was released. Uh, Oh, it was for benefiting cerebral palsy research. Nice.
1: That's That's 12 million physical copies. That's impressive. That's fucking insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because
0: I I guess that's right on the cusp of when, you know, digital downloads Mm -hmm. were a thing. But back then it wasn't like they were legal. No,
1: that was, yeah, that's like this right at the beginning of, you know, LimeWire and Napster. Dude,
0: LimeWire was the best. It was the best. I I fucking miss LimeWire. So much good shit about LimeWire. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should do a whole episode on LimeWire.
1: <laughs> yeah, we could. Napster. Honestly, that w- Napster would be interesting too. Napster would be interesting. I never used Napster, but...
0: I didn't either. It was a little before my time. LimeWire was the shit. LimeWire was the shit. Uh, I definitely ruined my mom's computer because of LimeWire. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. So about the band, they were formed in Orlando, Florida, in 1995, the year I was born. Nice. Uh, the group currently consists of Rob Thomas, uh, Brian Yale, Paul Doucette, and Kyle Cook. Uh, Rob Thomas, Brian Yale, and Paul Doucette were a part of the band uh, Tabitha's Secret. Tabitha's? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've, I'm not gonna lie, I had a few beers before you got here. Bridge to
1: Terabithia's secret.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sad fuck. movie. Sad movie. Jesus, goddamn Christ. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> I will be honest, I had a couple of beers before <laughs> Good. you got here. So my dyslexia is extra bad today. So Tabitha's secret, that makes a lot <laughs> <Tabithia>. more sense. <laughs> Tabithia You <laughs> <laughs> just add extra sounds and words that don't that don't match. Dude, I really am actually dyslexic. It's not like it's it's funny but not (laughs) um so uh okay so tabitha secret which was based in orlando (laughs) fuck fuck me (laughs) it was based in orlando florida uh with fellow members Jay stanley and jeff goth uh before splitting to start a new band uh what would become matchbox 20 after after recruiting adam gaynor Uh, from Criteria Recording Studios in Miami and Kyle Cook from the Atlanta Institute of Music. The band named themselves Matchbox 20 and earned a record contract with Atlantic Records. Doucette suggested the name after combining two words observed on the softball shirt of a man where Doucette was waiting tables. Interesting. I wonder what those two words were.
1: They just get inspiration from everywhere. Yeah. Yeah,
0: they're really getting inspiration from their day to day lives. Yeah,
1: I thought I thought it was like a, a Rain Man thing where they dropped a bunch of matchboxes. And they're like, "How many? 20! 20! <laughs> and he's like, and they're like, "There's only sixteen here. There's four in her hand. Uh, <laughs> four in Tabitha's hand. There's four in the pack." It's <laughs> the best scene in Rain Man. <laughs> how many matches just fell? Two hundred forty-five. No, <laughs> it's like how many matches fell? It's like like ninety-six. And they're like, no, uh, whatever he said. Yeah, 96 is like, no, there's like whatever. He said 100 or whatever. I can't remember what he said. And, uh, yeah, there was like four more in the box. It's like, oh, yeah, Dustin Hoffman.
0: Man, I have not watched that movie all the way through. Really? I have not. I, I, haven't, watched, seen
1: it. I haven't seen it in a long time. But...
0: I've only seen the first probably 20 minutes of it, yeah. like where Tom Cruise goes to, like, meet his brother for the yeah. first time dustin hoffman uh and yeah I, I i i don't know maybe i passed out i was for watching some reason late i night. thought
1: before i ever seen the movie i thought it was the one where i'm walking here <laughs> i thought that was <laughs> I thought
0: that was the same movie it's not <laughs> different movie different movie Devi- even, definitely
1: a different movie i don't know what movie that is but
0: okay so before recording their second album rob thomas collaborated with ital sure on a song called smooth for carlos santana's comeback album supernatural nice uh He was supposed to act only as a songwriter, but then Carlos Santana heard him sing and then was like, you need to do it. Uh, Smooth was the album's lead single, and it became a hit in 1999. Thomas won three Grammy Awards for writing and performing. uh, Record of the Year, Song of the Year, and Best Popular Music Collaboration with Vocals. Their second album, Mad Season, released in 2000, charted in the top three on the Billboard 200, and was certified four times platinum in the U.S., uh a, uh in 2000 they also adopted the spelling of mashbox 20 spelling it 20 not as 20 Yep. uh and released their sing- uh yeah second album uh the album uh on the strength of several uh okay so the album followed wow i don't know what happened here it's i'm okay. having a stroke um it had several successful signals signals
1: <laughs> you smell burnt toast
0: It's just our berry friend with the
1: bagels.
0: (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. That's what we call a callback. That is a callback. That was a genuine one. Uh, Okay, so uh, it had several singles, including Bent, uh, If You're Gone. Bent's a good song. Which was certified four times platinum. And then the video for Bent made fun of singer Rob Thomas' increased fame from Smooth uh, by showing the other band members assaulting him. Uh, The next two... Sorry, I just thought of something awful. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Season and the Last Beautiful Girl were not as successful. Uh, the third album, uh, More Than You, uh, the band went on a hiatus in 2004 after yes. rhythm guitarist Adam Gayer's departure, Gaynor. Uh, as a result, <laughs> Paul Dew set to go for the rhythm guitar, which the band reunited in 2007. Fuck me. Amazing. Um, okay, so. Something about Mad Season that I can't see here, but I'm pretty sure that's the album that has Unwell on it. Yeah. And that's I have to say, that is an amazing song Let me see. and maybe the most popular song uh, that incorporated a banjo.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Unwell, let's see. Unwell is on More Than You Think You Are.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, so it, it is on their third album. Yeah. Uh Which is crazy. Mad Um,
1: Season has If You're Gone, like we said.
0: Yep, and Bent. Yeah, that's a good song, If You're Gone. Yeah, it is a good song. Uh, They released a compilation album. Oh, okay, so they reunited in 2007. And then they released a compilation album, Exile on Mainstream, which was certified gold in the U.S. After the release, the band toured to support it. Matchbox 20 took another hiatus while Thomas resumed his solo career, but reunited in 2010. Uh, The band finished touring late in 2008 and Thomas began work on his second solo album, Cradle Song, which is another great album. Then he stated in an interview to Billboard that he expected that the other members of the band might begin work on the next Matchbox 20 album without him. But at a concert in Mohegan Sun Casino on December 18th, 2009, he said that he was not going to be playing any Matchbox 20 songs because the band was planning to tour together in 2010 and they did in on September 4th 2012 they released their fourth studio album North which debuted at number 1 on the Billboard 200 and their fifth album Where the Light Goes was released on May 26th 2023 that's my birthday that is your birthday yeah you know what it's your birthday so I think it's time that we should do a birthday song for oh, you. No. <laughs> it's already been done. You don't want a second birthday song? No. Okay, so track list on this album. Unwell. Uh uh track list, uh Real World, Long Day, Three AM, Push, Back to Good. All were great songs. Uh all, you know, apart from three AM and Push did not those were the only two that yeah. did not chart for stupid reasons because they probably would have they probably would have been the, i mean they're their top
1: songs they are their top yeah. songs
0: and i i bet anything that 3 a.m was probably it would have been number one on the billboard yeah 200.
1: you're not wrong about that i mean that's a massive track for them massive still fucking gets track. regular radio play
0: yeah and and especially right around that time like that was that was when this sound came into the mainstream yeah. you know um okay so reception of the album. It was 10 times platinum in Australia, 8 times in Canada, 5 times in New Zealand, uh, and in the United States, 12 times. All music rates it 3.5 out of 5 stars. Rolling Stone gave it 4 out of 5 stars. And Christco's Music uh, Consumer Guide to the 90s gave it 0 stars. Interesting. Uh, it peaked at number five on the Billboard 200, number one in Australia, number three in New Zealand, and eleven in Canada. So there, there. I actually looked into this earlier. That Star System they have a weird rating system. It
1: actually meant that it was an honorable mention. Oh, so like just they have different symbols. They have like an A, a B, a C, five stars, four stars, whatever. But uh, one star was an actual honorable mention for one of the top cultural things of the 90s in this book. Oh, okay. So it's like
0: a book on 90s culture. Um, Oh, well, that's cool. We We should read that book. and some context. Then I will know better next time for the podcast. Yeah, it said
1: it was an honorable mention. It was, uh, you know, something they said was a
0: popular quality piece of art. It definitely is. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about it today. We sure are. And, I mean, we're both saying, like, the one thing I will say is the first half of the album is better than the second half.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're – I mean, this is a band that you listen to for the singles, yeah, more than anything. More than the albums, they're they're like the. uh, What happens to a lot of bands from that time is the you know their singles is what have lasted longer than their actual sound as a whole. Yeah, Um, they're you know they have a couple songs that really define uh, their band, and that's what still gets radio play. That's what people seek out. So, I mean. You know, I don't I don't think anybody's going to a Matchbox 20 concert to hear the deep cuts.
0: Um, you know, I kind of want to now. Yeah. they are coming on tour. Are they? Yeah, yeah. they're on tour right now. Nice. They're going to come to Calgary. Probably not. No, they'll probably go to the, their, their Canadian tour. will probably be Toronto when they do their uh, when we get that new arena, though, they'll come back. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I fucking can't wait. Yeah, me too. Just Man, stoked.
0: that arena is going to be amazing. I'm so glad uh, that it's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I honestly, controversial opinion. Yes. But as a taxpayer, mm-hmm. I'm very happy to spend my tax dollars on things like that. Yeah. Because I do not need to spend it on education.
1: It's <laughs> a great call. <laughs> Nothing
0: like uh, funding
1: a billion-dollar team's uh, home. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think and that I'm, that is yeah, phenomenal. I love hockey, but there's a weird. I mean, this is a whole other thing, but you know, publicly
0: funded arenas for privately owned businesses—never a good idea. Very, very strange choices. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, those are our two recommendations mm-hmm. for this episode. This has been a long one. Sure has. I don't even know where we're at time we're, wise. Uh, an hour twenty six fifty two. Oh, nice. Uh, well, there's ten seconds that we'll cut off of that from yeah. the start. Yeah. Maybe a minute. Yeah.
1: Uh, one time we
0: always said nacho yeah that's true <laughs> well i okay here's the thing i i said the first three letters and i stopped i did stop
1: uh, <laughs> play the audio uh. anyways, anyways. <laughs> thanks guys that was fun man yeah thank yeah. you so much yeah, for listening was, that was a uh, great one.
0: please check us uh please like rate and review us Yeah, subscribe to us. Follow us on Instagram.
1: Yeah. Uh, Don't follow me on
0: Instagram. My Instagram's private. It's just for um, like eight people. Come and Uh, see me on tour, though. Yeah,
1: come see Spencer on tour.
0: I'm in Victoria this weekend uh, with Siobhan Cooney Mm -hmm. and Patricia Ellen. Nice. We are at The Mint. Nice. It's in downtown. That'll be a really fun show. It will be a fun show. I'm really excited for it. Um, Siobhan is currently cooking foods, so I'm excited to eat. But, yeah, please, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please do all the stuff with the rates and subscribes mm-hmm. and the likes and the and the, the thumbs up and the, the yeah. five stars and the leaving comments. Give us an album to recommend. Yeah. Or uh, recommend an album well, to us. We
1: actually got one. I'll have to show it to you. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, yeah, through Instagram. Ooh,
0: yeah. shit. Okay, so we're going to be doing someone's album soon.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, shout out to Julie. Thanks, guys.
0: All right. Thank you very much, and uh, anal contusions.